What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit PearlVision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here and welcome back to another episode of Grow Your Brand, where our goal is to help you stay primed, proactive and progressing during the health crisis. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sean McGuinness, who is a personal trainer and fitness expert with a background in psychology. So the episode today is going to focus on three things. We're going to focus on the health of your business the health of your body and the health of your brain and talk about how all these things interlink and understanding how you can have a spiral down or a spiral up experience through what you choose to do over the next few weeks in terms of your habits that you build. So Sean gives some fantastic tips on how to set your home up so that you can work out at home, so that you can stay active at home Uh, so that you can keep moving and also have incidental exercise in your day as well. If you'd like to find out more about Sean, uh, the link to his website, his Facebook page and his LinkedIn profile are in the bio, but I'd highly also recommend checking out his Instagram page. The reason or Instagram profile, I don't know, as you guys know, Instagram is not really as much my thing. We do have an Instagram profile. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not really my cup of tea. But check out Sean's profile. Uh, he has a link in his profile. And we'll share the link here as well for workouts that you can do at home. And it's absolutely free. So fantastic offer. And it links to all these different videos and actually demonstrates how to do exercises at home. So fantastic resource. Highly recommend checking it out. This episode was recorded live on uh, and broadcasted on LinkedIn and YouTube as well, uh, and this is the edited down version for your listening pleasure. Hope you enjoy the show. If you are enjoying these episodes, please reach out to me, let me know, and hit the subscribe button as well so you can stay up to date with all our latest episodes. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here, and this afternoon I'm joined by Sean McGuinness, who is a personal trainer and fitness expert. And Sean, I might let you just start off by introducing yourself a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, Lauren. Um, Yes, me and Lauren have actually done work together, hired out as a business coach, which is how we kind of know each other. Um, And my little story, well, I'm currently residing in Sydney, Australia, where I work in the fat loss and health industry um and where kind of my niche is where is my background is psychology so it's using that approach where obviously if someone wants to lose fat in essence they need to change their behaviors um and then unfortunately it's not looked at which is um a bit ironic so it's just bringing that aspect back um and we can look at what we're talking about aspects of motivation, self-discipline, self-control. Um, we may be aware of obviously habits that we want to break, but we don't know how to break them. So you're kind of looking at um, 
the how to do it. So a lot of fat loss and health advice is the information, but where people struggle is the application. They don't know how to implement it and how to do it for them. So that's where I work currently, um, or before all this, which we'll talk about as well. Um, so I'll coach people face to face of a few people and I have a big um, online part of that as well. So I coach people online. So using the best of all worlds. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of start off by talking about that, you know, so you're, uh, you are a small business owner in Australia, going through what everyone's going through yeah. right now. Uh, I'm really curious to, to start with, I mean, Sean and I had a chat before this, and I was kind of like, I think the theme for today needs to be around staying healthy from a, a mind, body and business perspective. So Sean, to start with, from a business perspective, what have you done over the last couple of weeks to innovate? Obviously, being a coach who works with people face-to-face, um, how have you kind of adapted to keep your business running? Yes, so I was actually not already lucky, but because I coach people from around the world, I have that use of technology um, to utilize tools that I need to ha- to coach people. But... Um, my face to face was kind of like that's makes up probably 60 percent 50 60 percent of my income so it's like all right what am i going to do with that now utilize zoom so i've actually started to train people via zoom everyone's keeping isolated so my one-on-one sessions where people have a good understanding um of movement so we'll put the screen on and obviously one of the reasons where again people struggle with is they need something to lock in the time and train and that's when a lot of people would train me face to face because they just think of it like a meeting as well so long story short i've utilized zoom a lot i've had a, a lot of other tools that i use with my online business where i utilize platforms where i can basically monitor my client's steps their food their training all online anyway so for those uh, my face-to-face business that couldn't train with me via zoom or maybe they have been impacted with their job or whatever my lower income lower ticket is my online so i've just transitioned them over so yeah it's just it's kind of saying okay this is my service how can i use um technology in today's world to utilize that same service so people still get the same outcome which is obviously more important now than ever. Um, so, yeah, so just being a little bit more resourceful. It's interesting because I think one of the things as well is that that's challenging with working with a coach online. And I thought it was interesting that you said, if I know that that person knows how to move already, like they've worked with me already, do you think that uh, you can, like for, say, someone new working with you, can you kind of just pick things up straight off the bat online or are you worried about uh, them potentially injuring themselves or things like that? Yeah, and that's kind of where you're trying to, the last few years when I've developed kind of online, I've kind of looked, okay, what have, what are people doing very well? What is very hard to mimic um, from a face-to-face where obviously I can see someone how they're moving. So what I do with people when they, they sign up with me online 
is they do a video assessment. So a movement assessment already. So I can see how that person is moving. I then give them appropriate exercises. If they're very new, I'm going to give them ba basically stupid proof stuff. That's going to lower the risk of them getting injured and heighten the benefit of they're going to get from exercise. So I'm not going to give someone very complex exercises. Um, because that the risk to reward ratio is too high. So I'm going to give them stuff where they can't really get injured, but they're still going to reap a lot of benefit from that. Um, in combined with obviously, so for example, even if we want to transition on what can people do at home, a big thing I look at, um, and obviously if someone's more business oriented, my clients like that numbers, they love it is just like, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, or even you can get a health app on your phone just to see how many steps is someone getting in a day. So being sedentary, that's that's the number one killer first. So if I can coach someone online and give them exercises where they're not going to get injured, get them to move more, and then get a hold of the nutrition, perfect. And then along the line, as I progress them, as I'm getting stronger, and with this, I'll always get them show, I'll have video exercises so they can break down the exercise to make it as um, simple as possible. And I'll also get people, again, another way where I utilize technology is just to make sure their video and their exercises, especially the more complex ones, squats, deadlifts, etc., and send back to me. And from there, I'll just use an application, it's called Screen-O-Matic, where I'll just do a breakdown of the lift. Um, and to show them what to work on, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, just utilizing variables. Um, and although it might not be 100% optimal, 80, 90%, you're still going to get someone a good result. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? It's sort of like we're not necessarily going for perfection here, but we're trying to stay yeah. moving. We're trying to stay healthy. And, you know, in our business, we're trying to keep our business running as well. Um, so let's kind of, like you're saying, let's transition a little bit from what you're doing from a business perspective and actually for people listening to this. And I'm going to use myself as an example because I'm, I can mm -hmm. get really bad with just like, you know, I, I do this all the time because I, I work from home all the time. Right. And I know a lot of people are working from home now and there's this temptation to just work 14 hour days or yeah, I mean yeah, we're yeah. doing this on a Sunday you know you could end up working weekends yeah. and things like that so uh, I'm just curious to know from your perspective uh, what's sort of important for us to be aware of right now to keep moving to not be sedentary you know if we're in quarantine if we're in lockdown yeah and that's the hard thing obviously I was never good at studying at home I'd always have to go to a library or the same way people would have to go somewhere else where that environment um, is associated with a certain behavior. It's, it's way easier. If all the cues around you at home are in the environment that you're going to be a bit lazier, you're going to watch TV, uh, that's just old habits. So they're just triggering it into the same behaviors you're always doing. So it's way, way, way harder. However, there's some things that we can do. First thing, or even if we look at um, before we look at exercise, if you look at nutrition, this whole situation, we can actually flip it head and it can actually be a major positive as well because one of the reasons people struggle to, to get in shape anyway is their food environment. 
we're surrounded by food and food cues um, and our brain is preference towards all these high calorie foods that are basically everywhere. So we get a, a coffee from the cafe and then we get a croissant and your brain loves real high calorie food. So every time you go past the cafe, you're, you're more likely to get a croissant and these foods are everywhere, especially in the office. People are putting chocolates down in meetings um, and it's not really a matter of willpower because the way we have to think of where our brain's designed is it's going to preference high calorie food, okay, junk food in essence, and it's going to reward you every time you eat it. And it's preference if there's chocolates a meter away, you don't have to expend any energy to get a lot in. So that's a big win by your brain. It's the same way why if you have ice cream in the freezer, most likely you're going to eat it just because it's there. Now, in today's environment, we're actually lucky because it's kind of the first time ever that you have 100% control over your food environment. So if we look at getting in shape and staying healthy, the first thing what we want to do is, is, is try to get rid of all the high-calorie food and surround ourselves with food that are going to lead to our goals, in essence. If we look at training, a cue of and obviously this is a new phenomenon. So what I've been using lately with people is rearranging the furniture and trying to take um, cues away. So, so if you are going to train after work, you may, before that or throughout the day, just try to move the couch around, move the chair. You might try to put your yoga mat down or your weights out first just to create a new environment. Um, that's not associated with old behaviors as well. There's other stuff we can do if we look at habits, because obviously we get in the habit of sitting on the couch. And we're guys training at home is a new habit. So creating new habits is difficult. One little cue you can use, or two little kind of hacks you can do is when we're uh, trying to start new behaviors, stacking a habit on top of a habit that's already existed makes it a bit easier. Okay. Already your cue. So, say for example, if someone was going to train before, you could stack the habit of training right after you go and get a coffee or whatever is really ingrained into your brain. So, you'll get a coffee and then you'll train and then you'll do your work. So, you're stacking them in between two behaviors that are already automatic. And that, that just makes it a little bit easier. Another little uh, tip that we can go a little bit further on. Uh, in the podcast is what's called um, habit bundling. So that is when you take something that you really enjoy. I'm going to assume people find exercise hard, so they mightn't enjoy it yet. Okay. So you'll take something that you really enjoy. Let's say watch Netflix. And then you'll combine it with, with training. So the, the good stuff overrides the bad stuff. So then you begin to positively associate exercise in a, in a good frame because you think, all right, when I train, I get to watch Netflix and now you're positive associating the exercise. So some little hacks rather than just trying to uh, uh, use willpower and more discipline. Think of a better strategy rather than trying to, to look inherently and say, oh, I need to do more effort because that's rarely the case. I love those tricks. I love that. That's awesome. I'm yeah. definitely going to do the, um, the stacking because I think that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like if you kind of go, okay, well, there's, I'm, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's exactly my routine is I go get a coffee and then I work. So I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. I could, I could put something in between those things. 
Now, mm. in, in terms of actually, you know, what sort of exercises you can do, um, what what's your thoughts on like, you know, if you don't have a treadmill, if you don't have sort of cardio uh, things at home, yeah. like what's ways that you can uh, sort of st- still stay active um, while you're at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's if people are looking at social media, there's kind of a big um, trend towards like hit training, so high intensity interval training, or or like jumping or plyometrics type work. You'll see people doing like jump squats, jumping up and down, jumping onto the couch, burpees. The problem with that for most people is it's way too high impact. So basically when you jump up and land, that's kind of like six to nine times your body weight and force going through your joints. And then most people, firstly, they don't have strong enough muscle to be able to absorb that. And also they may have pre this, um, pre-existing injuries. They may have pre-existing ankle injuries or knee injuries or hip injuries. We always see this with running. I was in Centennial Park, people running with knee, knee straps on. Or like you have already have knee injuries and they're continuing to just paint away at the joints. When you run, it's like three times your body weight each leg and obviously so first kind of stay away from that kind of jumping burpees high intensity kind of stuff that you may see what we want to think for most people is how can i work my muscles in a way where my joints kind of get don't get any impact on because we're looking at longevity as well you want to get in shape but you want to be able to keep your body um healthy forever you don't want to be looking at knee injuries hip injuries ankles injuries so if you look at, say, basic movement pattern that someone could do, they could do a squat variation, okay? So everyone's seen a bodyweight squat, okay? And then we can progress this in terms of how advanced someone is. So um, we'll start with a bodyweight squat in the middle. If that's too hard for someone, they could go on to, like, a squat on the couch and you stand back up again. Or to advance that movement, they may do a lunge. So where you have one foot forward, it's kind of a one-legged squat. Okay, that's going to cover kind of the, your quads, mainly the front of your legs. Okay, we also want something that is going to work kind of our glutes and hamstrings. So this is kind of like, uh, we'll say a deadlift variation. Everyone's put a deadlift. If you don't know, just Google it. You probably, you've seen it after. And this is basically what's called the hip hinge movement. So you're working more glutes, hamstrings, lower back. Okay, you could use, if you have some something around, I don't know, like heavy carton of milk, or you could use that as your deadlifts. You could also use a glute raise, which is when you're lying on your back, kind of variation like that. And again, you depending on where you're at, you can either progress it or regress it. If we look at our upper body, easy to demonstrate on camera, we have basically something to give us a push, which is easy for body weight because if someone's at home, they could do a push-up, all right? Push-up in the middle. If that's too hard, it could be a push-up on your knees to make it easier, to make it harder. You could put your feet on the couch to make it harder, okay? Then we need something that we're going to pull. So pull, again, going to work the opposite muscles. So the push-ups is a chest, something rowing is going to work our lats, our back muscles. For that, again, you may get something that's a little bit heavy 
hinge forward and just pull up control on the way down in essence that's going to hit your whole body and then you at the end you can add in some kind of core exercise you could add in let's say one people know best is a plank plank being in the middle to make it easier plank on your knees and to make it a bit harder full plank so your arms are straight so what you're trying to do is you're trying to just create a structured four or five exercises that are going to hit your whole body and you're still going to be imbalanced because if you do push-ups too much you're going to create imbalances to your shoulders because you're not working the backs you all you always need to think and um, back and front we need to even it up same with squats if you do too many squats the front of your legs get big all right well you still need to do stuff to strengthen up the back does that make sense yeah, it makes heaps of sense. And I was thinking actually like for people listening to this who are kind of like, okay, I need like a visual reference because we'll turn this into a podcast as well. Um, I know yeah. you share some stuff on Instagram yeah. and some demonstrations. Is that the best way for people to kind of... Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this... Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I actually have a um, free home workout download up. So just go onto my Instagram. It's just in my bio. Um... I hate saying that, but yeah, it's there. You can just click on it and download it. Um, and that will have videos with it as well. So you can actually see it. Awesome. And yeah, you'll see there's loads of ways um, just around your house to be able to do it. So I would I would rather, if we look at, at general health, fat loss and um, longevity, what we're looking for is resistance training to keep our muscles strong, Okay. In regards, it will also work your heart as well. You because again, especially if you haven't trained a lot, or even if you, you can make it as harder as you need to be. But what I'll also do because sitting down, you, you can't just do forty-five minute session and then sit down for the rest of the day, okay? Because that's still classed as sedentary. Okay, so you have your your training session, might be 30 to 40 minutes, wherever you're at. That's your resistance training. But we also need to look at how can we be as active as we can throughout the day as well. And because I've seen people work in a commercial gym in the Sydney CBD, and I see people hammering it out every day and still look the same after three, four, five years. Because you're not burning as much calories as people think in a, in a 30, 45 minute session where we want to look at is just getting kind of more steps and more active throughout the day. That's where I'll use like a Fitbit or your iPhone has it. You can track your steps. It's kind of popular now because they've seen 10,000 steps, which again, most people have heard. That's the equivalent of kind of like two to three times a hard workout in calories burned, which is crazy. People think, oh, I'm sweating, I'm working hard. Well, in the whole 
thought of the day again if you're only training for an hour it's not that much in the big picture so we need to look at what other ways can we be as active as you can throughout the day you can use a step counter again not that you have to aim for a crazy number just see where you're at at the moment see how many steps you normally do and then you might try just to increase that i i think the studies i did is anything over eight thousand is good okay anything over eight thousand steps is good um and when people do that there's a domino effect in their their appetite regulation because they've actually seen when people are sedentary and we can all attest to this is your hunger goes by AWOL. You start to get hunger just purely from, from boredom and stuff like that. So it will regulate your hunger. When you move around more, obviously energy creates energy, okay? When the mitochondria and your cells aren't doing anything, everything goes to sleep and you actually become more tired. So the practicality of this, again, you just, as wherever, I'm not sure how um, big people's houses are, but you just need to do whatever you can. You need to do a few laps if you're on the phone. If you have some stairs, you can go up and down the stairs, the emergency stairs, and also maybe combine that with a standing desk if you can. Again, you're just trying to look at what um, is applicable for each person. Yeah, actually, I was going to share like a, a personal story in relation to this because I think that uh, people don't realize like how quickly this can happen. And this is what happened to me when I started working from home is I had previously been doing an hour commute uh, in and out of Chatswood from Ramwick. Uh, and, you know, so I was walking to the bus stop, you know, walking up and down the train step stations, all the all, all these things that I didn't even realise I was doing, yeah. right? And then the only thing that changed in my day, like I was eating the same, maybe I was, you know, I was getting a bit older. I was like, you know, past mm-hmm. 25. Um, yeah. But eating the same, just stopped going to work and working from home. And I think within two weeks, I put on about three kilos. Like it was, which is not like something I usually would do. Like I usually don't suddenly just put on a whole heap of weight. It wasn't even that I, I, yeah, started eating more or anything. It was just that I wasn't doing all this incidental exercise throughout the day. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, that that, that normally gets people because they go in. Yeah, and and so basically what it's referred to as like all the exercise that you do throughout the day um, is neat. So it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's basically just all the movements that someone will naturally do throughout the day. Um, And yeah, so say, for example, a difference between 500 steps maybe 250 calories okay and if you combine that with maybe a tiniest bit more food that's 500 calories that's the difference between a lean person and an obese person so it's such small um it's such small figures such small details that that someone could be um so that's what we also need to be aware of as well even if it's a case that especially in today's world if you work from home Again, you may need to, to stack another habit where you're going for a walk. Again, considering where you're at in the world, considering whatever guidelines are at. Um, getting some sunshine, if you can, put that into your day as well. Um, obviously, that will increase your productivity. Get some vitamin D. It's going to keep your immune system up. Again, what people, if people are worrying about all this corona stuff as well, getting some nature which is going to lower your cortisol 
all this like one little thing could have a whole heap um of benefits that will benefit someone's business as well again when if you're on your laptop all day your brain's not really supposed to work where it's 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 just on all the time so we're getting notified you get a whatsapp you you look at it it goes on blue ticks it's in your head oh shit i need to reply to that person now because they've seen it all this kind of stuff so your 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 brain's on all day what's supposed to happen is here is supposed to happen is we take in information and then we we complement it with stages where we're not doing anything that allows us to process the information and break it down in our subconscious and then we go again we look at information and it's the periods where we're not on we're not being notified we're kind of daydream walking around you might be doing a hobby being mindful whatever it is that's it's the stress and the rest you need it together you can't just have one and then what happens then in those cases is people get to nighttime and that's the only time where they're actually not looking at the phone and not being on and what happens they just fucking lie there awake because they can't sleep because their brain has to process a whole day's information. So long-winded answer, that in itself will feed in. So if you can, if someone could just get a walk in, you're going to increase your calorie burn, which could be the difference between you losing, gaining weight, staying healthy. It's going to train your heart because you're getting your cardiovascular in. You get outside, you get some sun, vitamin D. Vitamin D is also plays a role in um, in mental health, which is obviously where seasonal depression comes from. Because when you're not getting vitamin D, that feeds into your serotonin, what keeps you happy. Do your walk without your phone, without anything. Nature is going to lower your cortisol, lower your stress. That's going to have a whole reap of benefits, um, and yeah, you're going to be more productive when you go back to your desk as well. Oh, Part of the reason I was smiling as you said that is I was like, that's exactly what I, has happened to me is like yeah. I, I've been looking at my phone constantly, yeah, haven't yeah. been able to sleep, been sleeping like four hours a night um, and finding it almost like harder and harder to be motivated to go and do things mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, like you said, if you're uh, if you're in this environment where there yeah. aren't those triggers to, to work yeah, yeah. out or move, uh, so it's just really interesting how it does have this. Yeah, what you're trying to do, like in today, in today's situation, people are either going to go two ways. They're either going to get worse because they're going to get lazier and that's going to feed into them eating worse. And then that's a vicious cycle in itself. Or we have two options and we look at all the time. Of, sorry, we look at all the time we've gained in regards not commuting in regards you may be getting, sleeping in a bit better. And we can use that to, to move a bit more. To, we have a bit of time to prepare food. We can control what foods around us. And again, that's going to be a domino effect as well in regards when someone moves more, they're probably going to eat better. When they eat better, they have more energy, they're going to move more. And that's a vicious cycle as well. So I suppose the first bit is always just the hardest. It's like it's like getting a rocket off the ground. You just You need a lot of effort at the start. And then that will create that momentum as well. So for most people, we can't, we, humans inherently look inwards at our effort where it wouldn't make sense um, in business. In business, you always look at the strategy and you look at the application. Why people don't do that with their own habits, which is crazy. 
we always inherently say, oh, I just don't have enough self-control. I just don't have enough sub-discipline. Well, what people need to do is actually set up your environment in a way that is going to make it easy for you to carry out the habits that you want to do. And you want to make it hard to carry out the habits that you don't want to do. So, for example, if you don't want to binge out and eat chocolate every night, well, don't bring the chocolate home in the first place. Then you won't need the self-control to use that. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so kind of health and fat loss, it's more associated with a lot of self-control, a lot of self-discipline, um, even motivation as well, where it should you should approach it with the same way businesses do, where if something didn't work, okay, what do you need to do to review it? change the strategy, change the application, um, and, and use that approach. So, for example, so, for example, sorry to cut you off, this might get me thinking. If we're looking at people scrolling, um, what can happen, the book I'm reading at the moment is, um, it's actually called Tiny Habits, and it's the Stanford researchers, uh, researchers that have carried out years and years and years in habits. And one of the examples they use is the actual author where, he struggles to get off his phone in the morning, which which is a common. I do the same as well. All right, that inherently would stop him working out for his team because he would end up scrolling for like an hour. Okay, what can we do in this in this scenario? We can go. We can blame ourselves that we don't have enough self control, don't have enough self discipline, or you can look at your strategy and application that you're using, and you could put your phone in the other room. And then you could go buy a traditional alarm clock. You're going to wake up. You're going to have to get up to get your phone. And then that's going to kickstart the habit from that as well. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one, actually. That's a really good example, I think, of like just that uh, where you put things in space around you does have such an impact on your uh, on, on your yeah. habits, on your on your behavior. Yeah, yeah. So even if you look at like setting up your environment, you want to make sure you're trying to make the habits as easy as possible. So you need to make sure um, your gym gear is ready. You need to make sure you're setting up what space you're going to use. Like I said, rearranging rearranging the furniture ahead of time if you're changing the living room. You need to make it as easy as possible and think, what can I do if you think of yourself on a worse day? A good plan should always be able to carry yourself on a worse day to do the habits you want to do. It, it, it's easy to do it when you're motivated, etc. But how can you do it um, when you don't feel like doing it? How can you construct an environment to carry out those behaviors when when you're on your worst day? That that's the sign of a good plan. That's always tell people. Yeah, I really like that, and I think a lot of people are having. Well, a mixture of good days and bad days at the moment. You know, like this has been yes. a bit of an emotional roller coaster, I think, for everyone the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's good to kind of plan for that. You know, I mean, it's you mentioned business before, and it's it's the same thing, right? It's like, how do I set myself up to still have a productive day at work? And I was mm-hmm. going to sort of yep. intertwine those two things together because one thing I mentioned in an article recently is I was saying that you know, the Pomodoro method is really, really good for working, you know, where you work for an interval of time, might be 45, 50 minutes, and then you take Mm -hmm. a 10, 15 minute break, or maybe it's longer, you know, maybe you do 90 Mm -hmm. minutes and 30 minute break kind of thing, 
you mentioned before about like how taking those breaks helps our brain to process things and connect mm-hmm. things in different ways. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's also sort of with the stacking, that's an opportunity to go, well, in those breaks, maybe I like mm-hmm. start dancing to my favorite track or yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah, start kind yeah. of doing a, the, some of those workout moves that you were saying before yeah. as well. So yeah, what, what, you, what you want to do, like um, when you exercise or when you go for a walk, or when you dance, whatever it is, when you when your brain concentrates on one behavior, your subconscious then can go to work and, and put together all your information. So they actually use like um, uh, a type of dance with people um, trying to recover from PTSD. Capoeira, capoeira is like a dance uh, fighting. And they use that to regulate people's nervous system back down. Because if you're just concentrating and not falling over and putting your rifle into your left, you're not stressing about what you have to do in the future. You're not stressing about what Mrs. Jones said to you in the cafe. You're just con- you're just being in the moment, okay? And the kind of being in the moment thing is, is in itself, you can say, like mindfulness. I think it, if someone's in business world, they're not going to be most people that I train, you're that type A personality. So you're not going to be going to yoga classes. You're not going to be meditating yourself. You're not going to be doing all that, that extreme stuff on one side. But what you might do is, again, you might go for a walk. You might do uh, – that's where hobbies are great because when someone has a hobby, you're just concentrating on that. Your brain's getting a rest. It's going to lower your cortisol, lower your stress. You're going to give your brain a break. Your subconscious can go to work. And then when you come back, you're going to be way more productive. So again, um, and you could use a hobby as a way of increasing your steps and increasing the activity throughout the day as well, whatever it is. And that's even what we talked about at the start where I'm training and clients via Zoom. Um, yoga, uh, some yoga classes are doing the same and some dance classes are actually streaming live via Zoom, which is brilliant resourcefulness. They have the exact same timetable. Um, they're still getting paid the same and everyone's happy because people need stuff to do at home as well so so yeah that um that feeds in together sure we're gonna have to finish up soon but is there anything else you want to kind of say to people out there who are feeling unmotivated who are feeling Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. from a health sense and a personal care sense and maybe from a business Mm -hmm. sense as well what what would you say to them yeah look it's normal because if you're watching the news, you're, you you listen to all this stuff, it, it naturally just uh, upregulates your brain, which has been formed two million years ago, or whatever, or more than that. It upregulates that fight or flight center. So you're naturally going to be more fearful. However, the problem is when you're like this all day, that's going to be way more counterproductive to your health because you're you're actually going to make you're going to worry yourself sick because when your fight flights on all your blood etc goes away from from your immune system from your digestion into your muscles ready to fight a tiger or whatever it is but if you're like this all the way along your immune system is going to be suppressed so what we do need to do is just to focus on what we can control control what you can control if you're if you're really worried about your immune system and which again is going to be feeding into your business look at what you can do to upregulate your immune system all the stuff we've talked about Eat as many um, fruits, vegetables. Get your your protein in. Prioritize your sleep because that's when that's when your immune system is going to be fine. There's a direct correlation with people that don't sleep and people that get sick. And other the clients that, that I train who are just stressed all day, 
They don't do any of the stuff I've talked about. They don't sleep. They're getting sick every week or two, okay? We need our immune system firing. And again, all this stuff is going to kill two birds with one stone because it's going to make you more productive. It's going to regulate your mental health. Um, so, and don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. Watch it maybe two, five minutes a day. Get get the main bit, but turn the news off. That That's just yeah. like so counterproductive. I completely agree with you. Like one of the reasons I kind of started this series focusing on the coronavirus and I saw on your podcast mm-hmm. show as well, Sean. So Sean has a podcast mm-hmm. show as well called the show, Sean McGinnis show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, simple but effective. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah, no. I I listened to it and I like reviewed it straight away. And I was like, it's awesome. I'm Definitely. trying to get into it. But yeah, podcasts oh, are a great way of uh, killing time these days. Don't watch the news, train. I always train and go for a walk or whatever. And I'll, I'll listen to podcasts again because I enjoy that. So that's way better um, uh, oh, if you have extra time, it, time. I think the thing is, so what I was going to say is like the reason we started this season was just like, yeah. I was like, there's so much, the, the problem with the news, and sorry, I'm just going to go off on a tangent to end this. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, the big problem with the news, it doesn't give us context. So it mm. just says like, this is what's happening now. And it's just information dump. And it doesn't tell us, like, well, this is the action you can take from this. This is mm-hmm. what you can yeah. do. Here's insight mm-hmm. yeah. into how you can make sense of this. So yeah, what yeah, it actually so does is it just builds more and more anxiety instead mm-hmm. of, I mean, in marketing, what what we're always trying to do, I say marketing and education is very closely related, is we're saying mm-hmm. here's a problem and here's the action you can take to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you only have the problem and no solution, yeah, yeah. it's just, point. it just yeah. sends people into panic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, listen to po- listen to our podcast instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. <laughs> I'll put a link to uh, your um, your workout at home uh, resource. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thank Easy. you so much for that. And um, yeah. I'll put a link to your podcast show as well, Sean. Uh, thank you Excellent. so much for joining me. Yeah, this my afternoon. pleasure. Appreciate it. First of many. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks so much. See you. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Yeah.